You know, faithfulness is a great, a great topic. I can't help when I hear the word faithfulness, um, a lot of times not to think about my faithfulness, but to think about how faithful God is. I don't know about you, but I am glad we serve a faithful God. Anybody, has God been faithful to anybody? Has God touched your life? Has he healed you? Has he provided for you? Has he saved you? Has he done miraculously? God is so, so amazingly faithful. We could just spend the rest of the day talking about his faithfulness. But I think the question is, what does it look like? What does it look like when faithfulness is in full bloom in our lives? So what does it look like when we demonstrate faithfulness back to God? God shows his faithfulness to all of, all of us all the time. But what's it look like when it's, when it's reciprocated? You know, I think really that there's probably a lot of confusion about faithfulness. I think people, you say the word faithfulness and people get all kinds of different pictures in their minds. And maybe somebody thinks about that little Labrador dog, you know, that's just so faithful and always walks by your side. And is just right there all the time. Or, or some people think about faithfulness. Maybe they think that, that faithfulness just means that you're, you're consistent. You know, you're there every day. You show up. You're you put in your time, you punch the clock, you go through the motions, and, and just being consistent is, is faithfulness. Uh, others may think that, that faithfulness means loyalty. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm loyal. I'm loyal to, to the cause or the company. I'm loyal to the relationship or the church or whatever it is. And listen, loyalty is a great thing. Uh, how many people think we need more loyalty in our world today? Hey, Amen. I think that's a great thing. To, to, be, uh, to be increased, I, I think it, it, it's really, it's part of the fabric that, that blesses lives and holds lives together. But if we limit faithfulness just to consistency or to loyalty, we're going to miss out on a whole lot. We're going we're gonna to short sell the definition in the, of what faithfulness is, is in our lives. And, and I believe that's exactly what's happened in a, in a lot of people. I think that they're, they're missing out on the benefits and the blessings and the rewards that being a faithful person has that brings to your lives. I think there are people that are missing the benefits of faithfulness in a relationship, and they see the devastation where faithfulness hasn't been a part of their lives. I think in, that there's so many people, in my opinion, that are, that are missing out on, on, the fa- on the benefits of faithful in their kingdom purpose. I think that's on my heart today. It weighs heavy on my heart today that there are so many people with gifts and talents and, and just abilities and, and calling and anointing and, and things that God's done in your life. And, and we, we've been lacking faithfulness and fulfilling those purposes. And, and I'm telling you, God's saying, hey, he wants better for us than that. He wants better than the destruction and the devastation and the hurt and the pain and all the stuff that's gone on in our lives. He wants great things for your life and for the person sitting beside you. Amen? Do you believe that this morning? I, I really, really do. So, so what does it mean then to cultivate, that's the name of our series, to cultivate the fruit of the Spirit? Let's look at our, our theme verse here, Galatians chapter 5. It says this, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Man, just think about a life that bears that kind of fruit and has that kind of character. Think about what it's going to look like. Now, if you haven't heard the entire series, 
I, I encourage you to go back, listen to it on the website, listen to it on the podcast, and and especially, I'm telling you, Pastor Chris, didn't he do a great job the last couple of weeks? Weren't those were good messages? If you've ever been, anybody here ever been frustrated with anything in their life? Frustrated with me asking you to keep raising your hand. Is that what you're frustrated with? So, okay, frustrated, so get over it. So, uh, right. um, I'm just saying, man, that was a great word. I encourage you to go back and to listen to that. But today, we want to continue on. We want to jump into this word, faithfulness. In the, um, in the original language, the word for faithfulness in Greek is, is pistis. And, and, and that word, the interesting thing about it is when it's translated, it's, it's the same word that's always translated as faith, okay? In older, in older versions of the Bible and earlier translations of the Bible, that the word was faith. In newer translations, more contemporary versions, we see that the word faithfulness is used. So I think the question then comes up, so is it, is it faith or is it faithfulness? And, and I think I've got a perfect answer for you. You ready? The answer is yes. <laughs> it, it is faith that shows itself in faithfulness. So faithfulness then really means to be filled with faith, to live a life that is filled with faith. To, faith is active. Faith is never just stationary. It's never something that's just, uh, you know, it just sits still. It's always in motion. So, so faithfulness then is or faith and faithfulness is living life full of faith. Man, full of faith in every area, full of faith when it comes to God. Being full of faith that God is God and that he is able to do everything that he said and everything that he's promised, that he is a God who is good and holy and righteous and just, and he's a God who rewards people that, that search for him and, and seek for him. God is God. So, so being filled with faith. <clears throat> Faithfulness in marriage. Faithfulness in marriage is being full of faith that your marriage, it's worth standing for, that it's worth fighting for, that, it, that we're not just going to throw in the towel, we're not going to give up, but we're going we're gonna to keep pursuing God's best for our marriage. Amen? Man, I mean, we're, we're, it's worth it. It's worth it. So we're going to live filled with faith for our marriage. When it comes to faithfulness in a friendship, it means that I'm not going to give up on those friends, but I'm, I'm going to believe that God's got a plan for their life and God's got a purpose for those life. And it's, they're worth reaching out to. They're worth encouraging. They're worth, they're worth drawing them in to God's purposes. We're going to be filled with faith for those friends. How about faithfulness in church? Faith. We're, we're full of faith, not just about coming to church, but we're full of faith that God has a plan and a purpose for the church. Now, I'm talking about big C church. God's, God's not finished with the church. God's not finished with the bride. He's still preparing. He's still working. And can I tell you, I am more excited than ever about God's work in New Covenant Church. I, I am filled, I'm telling you, I am filled with faith that God's got a plan and a purpose for us to be used to see more people saved. I said to see more people saved, yes. right? More people saved, amen? To see more people healed and set free and, and discipled and come into the fullness of what his plan and his purpose is for their life. I'm excited about it. I'm, 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 I really am. I'm, I'm overwhelmed when I see this happening day in and day out. But it's not just that it happens here. You know what? The Bible gives us some perfect examples 
where we can learn, and where we can see the principles of faithfulness exemplified in the lives of people. We're going to look in Luke chapter 5. There's a story where Jesus goes out and he's, he's teaching one day along the shores of the, the Lake of Galilee there. He's, he's teaching and as he's teaching, the crowd starts growing and he's kind of you know, pressed back to the shoreline and everybody's coming around and they're listening to him teaching. And, and in Luke 5, we read this, get, um, we read this, it says in verse 1, it says, On one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Genesaret and he saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them and they were washing their nets. They'd already completed their fishing. They'd been fishing through the night. They're wrapping things up. And Jesus says, um, Jesus looks at him, he says, getting into the one of the boats, which was Simon, Simon Peter's, he asked him to put out a little from land. And he sat down and he taught the people from, from the boat. So he's out in the water, he's talking to the people on the shore, he's imparting to them the message of God. And so when he finishes, the scripture says this, it said, when he finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. What he's saying is everything you've just cleaned up, everything that you've already done, you've put into a neat little place there, you've already wrapped up your day, you're ready to go home, I want you to undo that, I want you to put the nets down out on the other side of the boat into the water. And Peter, and Simon answers him, and he says, Master, you're probably not aware of this, but we have toiled all night long. <laughs> we have been busy, and we caught nothing. Now, he could have stopped right there, but I love this. He says, but at your word... I will let down the nets. Because you say so, I will do it. You're the one that I'm going to respond to. You know what the results were? The results were, the scripture says, that they caught so many fish that they couldn't pull them in by themselves. They had to call for the other guys. They got all the boats out. They pulled in a haul that blessed them and it blessed others. Why? Because Peter made the statement that says, because you say so, I will. Peter shows us that faith begins with obedience. Okay, write it down, tweet it, text it, tattoo it, whatever you need to do, <laughs> right? Faith begins with obedience. Now, I don't know if you're like me, but, but I'm so glad that Peter didn't try to analyze the situation. He didn't overthink it. He didn't fight it. He didn't try to give Jesus. Well, Jesus, let me explain to you, buddy. I mean, I know, I know your, car, your background's carpentry. I happen to be a fisherman, right? So, Jesus, let me put this in language. It ain't the time to be fishing right now, Jesus. You know, he, he didn't go through this whole, whole excuse thing and say, hey, come on, Jesus, let me educate you. You know what he says? At your word, I will do it. I'll walk in obedience. I can remember years ago kind of at the beginning of New Covenant Church. And one day I was out walking, and, and you guys probably don't do this, but I was kind of praying, grumbling to the Lord. You guys ever pray, grumble? Does anybody here ever pray, grumble to the Lord? It's like, oh, God, man, what have you called us to do, Lord? Man, I can't believe we're doing this. We don't have this. We don't have a building. We don't have any money. We don't have anything. We don't have chairs. We don't have, God, we just don't have people. We don't. And all of a sudden, I heard the Holy Spirit say, just stay in the boat. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Why are you grumbling back? <laughs> I said, what are you talking about, Lord? He said, look, I'm inviting you. I'm giving you an invitation to step out of the boat, to walk on the water, to see something miraculous, and all you're doing is telling me why you can't do it. Just stay in the boat. 
I don't know about you, but that was the time for me saying, no, Lord, I think I'll come with you. I'll do what you say. And, and man, I'm just so, so thankful. I'm so thankful that Peter didn't, uh, di- didn't say, look, God, I'm so tired. I still got to go home. I still got to get all my clothes ready. I got to finish everything up. He said, because you say so, I will. I'll get the nets dirty again. I'll get the boats dirty again. Because you say so, I will do what you say. Anybody here ever find themselves kind of going through that process with Jesus? He speaks to us, tells us something in his word, and all of a sudden, well, God, I would, but. I I would, but, God. And God's saying, hey, now is the time to put our faith into action, being full of faith that when Jesus speaks, when God speaks his word, right, that we can put our faithfulness in his word because he's going to do what he says. You know, I, I really do, I understand I understand how easy it is to banter with God. How many people just love it when your kids banter with you? Anybody here just, you know, I mean, isn't that just such a joyful? Now, I know no, your kids do that, right? But, uh, man, I found myself at times just wanting to banter with God and say, okay, God, well, I'm, I'm willing to do what you've said here, and I'm willing to obey your word, but, but tell me how it's going to work. <laughs> What's the end of the picture going to look like? How long am I really going to have to wait? How difficult is this process? How long is the sickness going to last? How long is the financial pressure going to continue? We want all of these answers. We get so analytical about it. And you know what I've um, taught for years is that, um, that partial obedience, right, or delayed obedience is really total disobedience. And so many times I think that in my heart, that's what I'm doing. I'm kind of just pausing. I'm trying to push back. And I'm saying, hey, hey, I'm just trying to delay obedience to God. I'm delaying the things that he's asked me to do. How about you? Are there times when you know that God's speaking to you? Or do you know that there's times when you've heard from his word and you know that he's directed you to do something? Let me ask, do you find yourself immediately filled with faith and say, God, because you said it, I will do it. That's the type of life that he wants us to live. He wants us to be people who will fully respond to everything that he says, knowing that when he says something, when he directs something in our lives, that it is for our benefit. Anybody found that to be true? How many people know that God's got better planned for you than you could ever plan for yourself? Hallelujah. Man, I am so thankful for that, that we don't have to trust in ourselves. We can trust in him. So Peter didn't fight it. He submitted. He trusted. He obeyed. I I think way too many times I do, and maybe you do, get caught in that trap of analysis paralysis, right? Let me me get all the details, figure everything out, know how it's going to work, just, uh, I'm just wanting to be, you know, to be responsible, Lord. We don't want to be presumptuous. We just don't want to jump out into nothing. And we just make excuses when he's telling us to just be obedient. Has that, let me ask you, has anybody here ever asked for one more confirmation when God spoke to him? I don't know about you. I'd be like Gideon out there. Can you flip that fleece over one more time, God? Just back and forth and back and forth, right? Finally, the Lord's going, man, how many times do I have to show you? How many times do I have to tell you? How many times, right, before we will respond, before we will step out in faith? If we were to be honest here today, you know what I think the Scripture's just telling us? It's saying, just shut up and do what he says, <laughs> right? 
Just shut up and obey, and it's going to be blessing to you. It's going to be good for you. God wants to cultivate this kind of faithfulness in each and every one of us. Listen, every time, every time that he speaks to us through his word, but every time that he shows us some promise in this word, every time he, he gives us some kind of direction for our lives, he's giving us the opportunity to develop faithfulness, to operate in faithfulness, to cultivate faithfulness in our lives. I don't know about you, but I want to be a more faithful person. Anybody here today? I want to be those people that are filled. How many, one person? How many people want to be filled with faith this morning? Amen? That's exactly what God wants for us. And, and for, us, for that to happen, you know, sometimes I think one of the first steps that we have to take is, is we got to silence the voices in our head. Uh, I, I remember years ago uh, doing a, a counseling freedom time with someone, and, and this young lady was going through this process, and she was really struggling with a very difficult eating and uh, um, an exercise habit. Um, really, she, uh, she, she would sometimes get on a treadmill, and she would stay on it for six or eight hours. And and I was able to help her because I overcame any kind of temptation like that a really long time ago. And, um, and, and <laughs> but I, I said, let's, let's just stop for a minute. Let me just ask you a question. What, what does a God say about how you look? And I saw her bow her head and I saw her tears begin to run down her face. And she opened her eyes and I said, well, did God speak to you? And she goes, oh, yeah. I said, what did he say? He said, well, God said he loved me. You know what? I said, did God really say that to you? Or do you just know that that's the right answer? You know, like Jesus is always the answer in church, right? I mean, you know. She goes, yeah. I said, you didn't really hear it. You didn't hear God, did you? She started shaking her head in real tears. And I said, you can't hear anything, can you? Because she goes, I said, how many voices are you hearing? She goes, they're limitless voices. You know, from time to time, we hear voices that are not the voice of God. We hear things that try to identify us and tell us what a and, and tell us what a failure we are and or try to puff us up and tell us how great we are. I'm just telling you, there are times we need to quiet all the voices in our head so that we can move in faithfulness to what God speaks, to what God says. We, we, we've got to we got to get those things, we've got to get that chatter quieted down and, and get it to shut up so that we can move out in faithfulness to everything that God wants us to do. Amen. Amen. Because so many times I think those voices will say, well, let God move first and then you can do what he says. You, you, you just wait, let him open the door wider, let him make the path more clear, and then you can do what he says. How many people know that that's just not how God works? That we make the first step and then we see the results, then we see the rewards. We see this time and time again. We take the first step, the now step, and then God shows us the next step, right? We see it throughout the scripture, time and time and time again. You remember when God took the children of Israel out of Egypt and he brought them to the Red Sea, and there they are, the army behind them, the Red Sea in front of them. And what does God say to them? I, was, I read it last week in Exodus chapter 14. You can go look it up, verse 15 for yourself, where he says, tell the people to get up and get moving. And when they got up and got moving, you know what God did? He parted the Red Sea and they walked across on dry land. An incredible miracle. But they had to take the first step. 
We see it in the New Testament in Luke chapter 6. This actually happens to be one of my favorite stories in the Bible. Jesus is in the synagogue and he's teaching. And while he's in the synagogue teaching, there's a man that comes in and the man has a withered hand. Now, sometimes we just gloss over that. We read over it. It doesn't seem to be that big of a deal. But can I tell you, if that man had a, a crippled hand, that meant that he couldn't work. He couldn't provide for his family. He, he couldn't be the man that God created him to be. He couldn't live the life that God wanted him to live. And so he, he was ostracized. He was embarrassed. He was shamed. He was, all these things were going on in his life. And he shows up in the temple. When he shows up in the temple, you know what? Jesus looks at him. He says, what do you want me to do for you? And the man says, I want to be healed. Now, I don't know about you, but in my mind, I picture it that he might have had his, his robe on and his hand kind of concealed, and maybe some friends told Jesus about his situation. And look what Jesus says. He says, stretch out your hand. He has him, the thing that tried to mark his life and identify his life, the thing that tried to, to, sh to bring shame and to his life, the thing that tried to, to hinder his life. You know what? All of a sudden, Jesus says, just expose it there in front of everybody. And when the man did what Jesus said, you know what happened? His hand was made whole. He took the now step, right? He obeyed Jesus, and Jesus showed him the next thing to do, right? I'm telling you, I believe that's where some of us are today. That it's time for us to take that next step. It's time for us to step out into what God has, has said for us. It really does. So we need, we know that faith starts with obedience. Number one, faithfulness starts with obedience to God's word. Obedience to God's instruction proves, shows that we are people who are full of faith. The word obedient actually comes from two specific words. It comes from the word to hear, and then this next part is really important, to hear and to respond quickly. To hear and to respond quickly. Not to respond cautiously, not to respond when we want to respond, when we finally determine that it's our time to respond, but to respond quickly to what God says. Amen? Hear the Word of God. How many people know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God and then do what He says? We've got to get this quieted down in our heads. We've got to get it quieted down in our, in our hearts. We've got to step in every area of life, every area of life. We've got to step in to what God says for us, to walk in this kind of faithfulness, even in something like, like coming to church. Um, congratulations. Go ahead and reach over the person beside you and say, congratulations. He's not talking about you today because obviously you're already, uh, you're already here, right? <laughs> so, Right? Something like, like, like just something as simple as, uh, as coming to church needs self-time. Man, I, how many times have we ever heard that chatter and I just need some self-time, right? I, I, I just need some time for me. I'm going to send the kids, send them, you know, somebody else take them. Right? But I need me time. Man, I've been working so hard and I can just, um, you know, I can listen to the podcast. I can catch up with it later. I can watch 4,000 other services <laughs> online, right? And we hear all this chatter in our heads. You deserve a break today, right? How about this? Man, I've got so much work to do. I can catch up on the laundry. I can cut the grass. Can I encourage you today to continue to be people who are faithful? And as we put the things of God first, the Word of God first in our hearts, in our lives, in our, in our practice, then we know that God will always do that which will bring benefit to our lives. Amen? 
I, I mean, I'm serious about this. I can't tell you the number of times when I when I thought, oh, exactly what God did in church today was what that person needed. Man, God gave a word about frustration, and that person's the most frustrated person I've ever met in my life. They frustrate me, right? You know. How many times have we missed out on? I want to encourage you, cancel out all of those negative, faithless voices and be faithful to show your faith by showing up. When, when you show up, you never know what's going to take place. You might be part of the miracle. It may be your day to reach out your hand and see God heal you and do something special in your life. You might be touched deeply in worship. Anybody thankful for our worship this morning? Come on, let's let them know we appreciate them one more time today, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for what God's doing in worship. And let me, let me just say this. We have two of our worship leaders that are out at Bethel this week, uh, Jen and Hannah, and uh, they're going through the Bethel School of Worship. And, and not only do I believe that God's got them there to impart something, but I know they're going to bring a whole lot home. So please be praying for them over the next two weeks. Amen. Will you do that? That they'll just come back and be an even, even greater blessing to us. But you, you, might, you might be blessed in worship. You might be touched by the Word of God. Maybe as you bring your children to church, your child will be influenced for Jesus in a life-changing way today. And that's happening all the time when Colby and Tanner are leading our kids in children's ministry. I mean, we've seen testimonies of it, kids singing and quoting verses, and your child could be the one. Don't, don't deprive them of that opportunity. Stay faithful. It may be that, that you're serving. We had some serving training today. It may be that when you serve, the, the, the way that you value people by, by serving them, by serving Jesus, by serving them, that their life is changed in a special way. All, all I'm saying is, when God speaks, when God gives you the opportunity, when he instructs you, just say yes. Amen? How many people think that'd be a good plan? Just say yes. But at your word, I will. I'll do what you've said. Second thing, faithfulness grows not just by the word of God, but by obedience to God's promptings. Faithfulness grows by obedience to God's promptings. Now, I don't know where you stand on this, but I personally believe that God speaks continually to his people. I, I believe he's speaking to us. He's riding with us in the car. He's walking with us down the street. He's with us in the gym. He's, I mean, he's just with us. And when he's with us, there's a communication that takes place. The question is, isn't, is, is God speaking? The question is, am I hearing? Or are we people who are listening? Do we expect to hear from the Lord? Do we have ears to hear? The scripture says over and over and over again. How many times have we had the Holy Spirit prompt us, tap us on the shoulder and say, hey, I've got something for you to do? I, 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 I mean, really? I believe that there are so many times when God's saying, hey, I need you to reach out to a friend. I need you to go by their house or, or call them and have a cup of coffee or, or take them out to lunch. Amen. How many people are open to people taking them out to lunch? Anybody? I'm open for that. Just look around. There's opportunities all around you today, right? You can take somebody to lunch today. Okay. Let the Holy Spirit reach out and touch you. How about the times when the Holy Spirit's reached out and touched you and told you to to, to help that stranger that needs help. I told you about a couple of weeks ago when we walked out of McAllister's and, and there was a man out there in a wheelchair that was struggling and, 
And I was like, oh, poor guy, walking onto the car, you know, man of faith and power. And all of a sudden, Yvette says, hey, I feel the Lord telling me to tell you to go help that man. <laughs> so, so, isn't that funny how that works? <laughs> right? So, I was like, no, nah, he's fine. He got here somehow. He can get home. <laughs> so, you know. But um, the Lord, the, the, the word of the Lord and the word of Yvette prevailed. And uh, so, so I go over and help, you know, and we, we start interacting with this guy and come to find out he, he had got there, but he was confused. He was struggling with some issues. And so Matt Graffin happened to be there. We put his uh, wheelchair in the back of the car, got him in our car, and he gave us directions, drove us all over Tyler, and finally it, it started clearing up. And we got him to his house. When we got him to his house, his daughter was there in tears, wondering where had her father gotten to. The promptings of the Holy Spirit are so important in our lives. Those little taps on the shoulder. Do we have ears to hear? Are we people who says, say yes to whatever God says for us to do? How about just speaking a word of encouragement to somebody? How about just that, oh, I'd be embarrassed just to go up and tell them that God loves them or I'm praying for them or, or God care. I mean, but if it's the Holy Spirit, if it's God prompting us, are we people who will say, at your word, I will do it, Lord. I want to be that man, that woman of faithfulness. How about helping a neighbor in a difficult time? There's opportunities all around us. What about those times of offering to pray for someone? Uh, this past week, we had some friends that we've known for over 20 years, and uh, they, we were in a small group together years ago, and They've moved all over the country, and now they're out in Fort Worth, and they came into town, and man, we were just going to have fun and hang out and tell stories and eat, and as we're sitting with them at the Four-Way Cafe, has anybody eaten at the Four-Way Cafe? Woo, thank you, Jesus. So, okay, but um, I'm just telling you, we were sitting there, and all of a sudden, something began to stir. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? That little stirring of the Holy Spirit, and you go, hey, wait a minute, there's more going on here. And this man began to, it was very obvious that he was just dealing with some, some, some tiredness and some weariness and been carrying a burden about some family issues and things going on. And, and I'm telling you, it's, it's on my heart. And, and, and I just began to share some stories about how freedom ministry and what God's done in my life. And, and as they were walking in the, out of the house for hours later, I heard him say to Yvette, he goes, hey, we came down here just to hang out and have fun. And all I did was get ministered to. Man, don't you want that? Man, I don't want to miss those times when the Holy Spirit prompts us. So I believe that God is speaking often to us. He's giving us opportunities to be his hands, to show his love, to demonstrate his faithfulness to others by our faithfulness to him. Am I talking to the right people? Are there still people here who want to be faithful to God this morning? Amen. Third thing. <clears throat> Faithfulness is demonstrated when we stay on God's path. When we take one step after another. Take the next step and God will show us. Take the now step and God will show us the next step. Amen? Do what God says us to do, uh, says for us to do. Sometimes, I know, we want all the answers. We want, all, we want to know the whole picture before we take that step. I have a, a friend in Delaware that... Uh, this is a true story. This is not a preacher story. This is a true story. Um, but uh, this friend, literally, when we were growing up, he would not go somewhere unless he drove. And, and he's still very much this way. 
I, I mean, we, we used to go out and play in kind of bugs, you know, uh, dirt vehicles, and, and, uh, and he, would only, he would only go if he was driving. I'm not lying. This is truth. He would not ride roller coasters because he couldn't be in charge. Anybody think maybe there's some control issues there? <laughs> Reach your hand out towards Delaware and pray for him, right? So, how many of us find ourselves in that kind of a situation? Uh, I'm, I'm only going to do what I can be in control of. I'm only going to do what I, when I know what the answer is, when I know what the circumstance and situation looks like. Faithfulness means putting our faith in the faithfulness of God and the path that he has us walking and the path that he has us walk. It doesn't mean we're even going to like the path. Amen? It doesn't mean that we're going to be happy with everything that happens on the path. It doesn't mean that we're going to like God's timing on the path. How many people have ever had an issue with the timing of God, right? Lord, why is it taking so long? God, you know I've been praying for the right person to come along, the right man, the right woman, and God, you know she got a man. Anybody can get a man, right? I mean, come on, Lord. I'm, you know, I'm like, hey, God, I'm, there's a, I got a, there's a whole lot better. I mean, they, you know, check me, right? So, God, I don't understand your timing, God. Your timing, God. Why has the right job not come? Why has the, why has that baby, why is that baby not here yet, God? Why, God? Why? Can I tell you this? If you will trust God's will, do, man, do you trust God's will for you, for your family? Do you trust the faithfulness of God? Are you willing to be filled with faith from Him? I mean, are you willing? I, I hope that you are. I, I remember, I mean, I really do remember years ago when it was time to kind of, we were starting New Covenant, I can remember, uh, I, I had beach ministry in mind. Some of you know I like the beach. I'll be there in a couple weeks. So uh, would you like to come? Okay, she's going to go. And um, man, I thought, you know, we were going to, we'd been talking, been going to Florida. And I, I, well, I had a vision someday, and maybe this is still a reality, just not the timing of God, but a, a sailboat with a big speaker on it, you know, repent, Jesus is coming, you know, and, uh, sailing along the shores. I mean, somebody's got to do it, right? So why not me, Lord? <laughs> so, so, but you know, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful that God gave the grace. And I'm so amazed when I look out and see the lives of people like you. And I see the things that he's done in his faithfulness to transform lives, to save people, to bless people, to heal people. And can I tell you, folks, God's got so much more to come. He is a faithful, faithful God. Will you trust God's timing for your life? Will you trust his timing in every area of your life? And that, that brings me to the fourth point here. Ready? Faith, faithfulness to God will sometimes take some audacity. Sometimes it's just we got to throw the risk aside and we, we got to, Tim was saying, we got to just kick down the great gates of hell. We got to, you know, I, when I kind of grew up, we had to say and said, man, we're going to charge hell with a water pistol, right? Not be so cautious, not be so careful, but because you say, God, I will do it. Y'all remember that section of scripture in Luke chapter five where 
Jesus was teaching. He was in a house, and the house was full, and they, some friends grabbed this man, right? And he was on a, he was on a pal, he was on, and they're, they're dragging him along on this stretcher. And they get to the house, and they can't get him into them. They can't get him in to see, the, see Jesus, you know? And what do they do? They climb up on top of the roof. They rip the roof, roof off of somebody's house. They lower the man down in front of him. I don't know about you. I'd be, hey, don't you know we just put that new roof on there, man? What do you do? Get off the roof. And sometimes God just says, you got to act audaciously, man. You got to risk. You got you to risk it. You, you got to put it on the line. God will reward it. Water's coming down. I tell you, God will reward it. God will honor it. God will bless it. And we are obedient to what he says. Amen? Are you willing to risk it? Are you willing to trust him? The result of this was that the man was healed. He picked up his bed and he walked out. Jesus had to overcome a few religious spirits, but, uh, you know, that's all in the game, right? I believe God's wanting to do that in your life. So when was the last time? Let me ask you a question. When was the last time you really risked it for Jesus? You put it all on the line. When was the last time that at the prompting or the, or the calling or, the, or the, in the, the nudging of Jesus that you said, yes, Jesus, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what people think. I don't care about, God, I'm going to, because you said it, I will do it. I'm going to be faithful because of your faithfulness, God. Am I talking to the right people? Look, I, I'm telling you, sometimes it's, all, you know, it's easier to have audacious faith for others than it is for ourselves. But I'm here to tell you today that God's speaking, He's calling, He's appointing some of you. You've sat on some of these things too long. It's time to take a risk. It's time to step out. It's time to get audacious. It's time to get out of the comfort zone and move to a new level of faith and faithfulness. See, faith isn't just a moment. It's not about, well, I had a big faith way back when, and 16 years ago I stepped out and did something. No, it's today. It's a life. Faith is a life. Faith is a life. And I believe God's calling us to a greater level of faithfulness. God's cultivating in us. That's what he's wanting to do. He's cultivating us in us a fullness of faith that will be demonstrated in a faithfulness that will change our lives and impact everybody around us. So what's that mean? It means that God's dealing with us about some things. I would just ask, what's God dealing with you about? What's he stirring in your heart? I wrote this little note. Is it time to rip the roof off of pride? And humbly lay your life in front of Jesus. I'm telling you, I believe that today, that it's time for some of us to, 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 to take some risky steps. To, to, to lay down maybe a habit that has defined your life. And to say, God, even though I may have tried 20 times before, because you say so, I will do it. And I'm going to come and I'm going to lay it before you today, God. I'm laying down that habit. I'm laying down that attitude. There's some people who got some cruddy attitudes that need to go in the name of Jesus. Amen? It's time to lay down some wrong thinking about God. It's time to lay down some wrong identity about ourselves. It's time to lay down some addictions. God, I'm going to take a risky step just because you say so. I'm willing to do that. For some people, I believe that it's 
time to take a risky step, step of saying yes to service. I wish I could stand and hold your face in my hands and say to you this morning that some of you have been sitting on some gifts and some talents and some anointing in your life for way too long. And it's time, it's time, it's time for you to step out. I know you were hurt in the past. I know you were disappointed. I know it didn't go like you thought it went. But I'm telling you, sitting back, it's time to take a step, to take a risk, to put your faith in a faithful God. And watch the miracles that he works in you and that he works through you.